Welcome everyone to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher, and today we're going to talk about how you can't manage what you don't measure. This topic is more important than ever with remote learning and hybrid learning situations. We have a lot of things that feel out of control, but before we jump into figuring out how to manage this really unprecedented time in special education, let me share just a minute about Lisa. Lisa is a mom to a teenager with autism. She's a master IEP coach, and she knew after going through years of IEP meetings that things had to get better than what they were, and she never wanted a parent to to feel like how she has felt in the past at the IEP table. So she became a master IEP coach. She just wrote me this morning and said, your master IEP coach mentorship program was a game changer for my family to learn how to effectively collaborate with our son's IEP team to ensure he is receiving a meaningful education and is appropriately getting prepared for life after high school. If you're interested in really bringing collaborative measures to the IEP table for yourself and helping others, I encourage you to join us in the Master IEP Coach Mentorship at masteriepcoach.com. Now, today, as we jump into our hot topic of learning how to really manage the current situation that we're in, we're going to go over a few things that are probably happening in your home or in somebody that you know. So, I'm big on data. You guys know I've been doing this for a long time and I can't make decisions about an IEP without data. We have to be able to really look at numbers so we can make smart decisions. But right now that feels very hard to do because we're in a remote learning situation or a hybrid learning situation. It doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be difficult. I mean, you tell me, are are things feeling out of control because there's meltdowns happening at home? I mean, you can picture, right, the mom who's throwing up her hands saying, I can't do this. Everything's out of control. There's meltdowns all the time. Or mom who is frustrated because she's, how am I supposed to teach reading? I can't do this because reading, it, it, I just don't know where to start and I don't know what to do. And my child's going to regress. And this is just terrible. Or a child who receives speech therapy and it feels overwhelming to try to manage making progress with speech at home. I completely understand that this feels difficult and out of control, but it's time to stop using this excuse of remote learning and hybrid learning to not take data. And I'm speaking to the entire IEP team right now. Parents, teachers, admins, and therapists, we have gone too long without measuring what a child is doing, what they're not doing, and helping them get to the next benchmark. So when meltdowns are out of control, it is time to step back and to really start taking data on when are the meltdowns happening? And what is the trigger and how long are they lasting and what's the transition to get out of the meltdown? IEP teams, you know how to take this data and it's time to help the parents do the same. See, I shared with you a little bit about Lisa and how she's getting her family ready for life after high school because school is just a small snapshot of a child's life, of a family's life in the special needs community. 
learning how to take data is a skill that we need lifelong as a special needs community. So helping a parent figure out what's happening during the meltdowns and how long they're lasting and what the trigger is and how to get out of that is so very important because it's not just for now, it's forever. We have to be able to help, you know, as a special needs sibling, I watched my brother get frustrated and I've had to learn what are his triggers? When does he shut down? I mean, I can tell you right away that if I tell my brother to hurry up, that's a problem. He slows down. I know that if I ask him a question and I ask him again too soon because I didn't get the answer quick enough for me, that his entire thought process starts over. And that's not a good situation because then he gets frustrated with me. I get frustrated with him and we have to start over. So learning how to step back from a situation and start to document what is happening so you can find patterns and solutions is so very important. You know, I talk about the reading progress and feeling overwhelmed. What are we going to do? I can't teach reading, but we can't use this word reading as a whole. Meaning, are we talking about sight words or comprehension or fluency? What part of reading is most important right now for us to work on together for your child? Let's really look at the IEP and go to the area of present levels of performance. Here's the thing. There has been data collected at some point in time that really should have given you a baseline of the present levels of performance of that exact skill that you feel is either regressing or out of control right now. Let's go back to that present level of performance. You know what? And if that present level was written six months ago or eight months ago, that's okay. It's a starting point of what are we looking for? What specific skills are we going to work on? Maybe you're going to go to the speech therapy goals and you're going to see in the present levels of performance that um, a speech therapist has clear documentation on how many words were in a child's vocabulary and how many words were included in phrases that the child was saying. So we can look at that baseline, we can look at that present level performance, and then really step back and start to take some data. So before we try to manage, before we try to really make progress, we have to have a starting point of where we're at right now. And to look at which skills we should be tracking, let's go back into the IEP and see what was being tracked before. It's so important for us to have this information because how are we going to make really great decisions moving forward when it comes to placement or services if we don't know what's happening right now? Now, there's a couple of different ways that you can take data. In fact, there's probably dozens of different ways that you can take data. But the two most popular ways that people are taking data right now on collaborative IEP teams that truly are making progress with the student throughout all of this chaos are teams that are using Google Forms or some type of online form that you can go back and forth or video. And it's amazing to me how many teams are not willing to bring up video as an option for taking data, but it's much easier to take video and then share it with the team and let the team take the data. Teams, you're wondering, how am I going to support mom at home? I'm not there. I don't know what's going on. I need mom to document things. Well, you know what? The parents are trying to cook dinner and work with their other, their other children, and we have a meltdown going on. They can't always document, but they can use video. Respect 
effectively. They can use video to share and then have the team help take down the data of what's happening, what's being said, how long did it last, how do we transition out of it. It's the same thing for reading. We absolutely can use reading during a, a lesson. And parents, if this is freaking you out a little bit that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I wanna turn on the camera. I'm not gonna do it right. I'm gonna mess up. I'm gonna get frustrated. That's life, that's normal. Teachers are people too. They know that all of those things are gonna happen. Nothing's going to be perfect during that reading lesson, but the team can absolutely help support you by taking data for you if you implement the lesson. Remember, I was a classroom teacher. A lot of times in my classroom, I was doing the lesson. I was teaching with a child and I had an aide helping me, not necessarily hands on with the child, but helping me figure out how many prompts are being used or how often is the child off task, really helping me take data so I could adjust my my lesson planning based on what was happening in details that I couldn't see while I was busy doing my teacher stuff. And that's what's happening at home is parents, you're feeling overwhelmed with everything that's going on. And you're like, how am I supposed to take data on top of this? Video can be a great solution. So I want to encourage all of you that are frustrated and you feel like things are out of control. And how are we really going to manage this current situation when it comes to any skill that falls into the category of preparing your child for further education, employment, independent living. That can be an IEP skill. That is something that we can look at getting some baseline data on or referring back to what baseline data has been taken. We can decide what to measure. We can collaborate even through the computer screens on how to track all of this. And we can make all of this come together. So when we do move on to this next phase of choosing a placement, working on services, figuring out if there was regression, that we're doing so based on numbers and not emotions. That's where we need to be when we come back to school and we're full time and we have everything kind of ready to go back into place. There's gonna be a lot of emotions just as there is right now in what a child needs to be successful moving forward. And when you have numbers, to back up requests or decisions that are being made, it makes it much more simple because it's not about what you want as a parent. It's not about what you want as a teacher. It's what the numbers show that the child needs to have an appropriate education, to meet their unique needs, to prepare them for further education, employment, independent living. I hope to see you inside of the Master IEP Coach Mentorship, masteriepcoach.com. I'll see you guys soon.